If it's happening now, we're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. Just to talk more about all of this, Lou Piriano is with us, president of the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, and is with us now. Lou, thanks for the time. I hope you're well. Good afternoon. Yeah, we're great. Thank you. So what are your thoughts on this, uh, Lou? Uh, I guess if you're an outsider looking in, you would think, well, yeah, why isn't this a good idea? What, what are your thoughts on all of this? Well, the word communism comes to mind. <laughs> why is that, Lou? So, we're, we're, you know, we don't have property rights in, in our Constitution. We rely on politicians uh, who are making rules to be thoughtful and and not to chip away one by one at the rights of, of home ownership. And in this case, what they're basically doing is saying, we're going to charge you a 1% tax just for not using your property, just for having it sitting there, uh, 1% of assessed value. So a $900,000 house, which in Hamilton isn't huge, $27,000, sorry, $9,000 a year, uh, just because, plus your property taxes. Now, in Vancouver, they've bumped that to over, I think, 3%. So, in other words, if that if they bring that to Hamilton, that'll be $27,000 a year to have your house sit there. How is this not an infringement of people's rights to do what they want with their property? Can you imagine if uh, a couple of months back there was a used car shortage? And can you imagine the city coming up and saying, well, you've got a car in the driveway you haven't been using? So either, you know, get rid of it or we're going to tax it. What's the difference? Um, I also, you know, I read their, their release that uh, profit, you know, the, the, the speculators are profiting. Profit is not a dirty word. You go to work and you get paid. That's your profit. And, and so for people who are taking chances on, on purchasing real estate, which, by the way, you know, as you know, in the last 12 months or so, has been a depreciating or a declining asset, not depreciating, but a declining asset temporarily until it makes its next comeback. So how, how is this not a, the state sort of taking control of your property? Uh, and why don't they just make it $100,000 a year? If they want to force you to sell the property, why leave it at 1%? I can completely see what you're saying, Lou. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Uh, they use Vancouver as an example, who introduced this back in 2017. The city says uh, the tax has cut down 25% of vacant properties since it launched. Well, you know what? That's a sim- oversimplification of the facts. We have no idea why those people actually sold their property. Maybe it was for other reasons other than the, the vacant home tax. Uh, it could be just, you know, a normal turnover. And with all due respect, you know, I, I've, I've asked uh, for where do you get your numbers from to uh, to politicians? Well, CMHC. Oh, you're going to rely strictly on CMHC. Well, guess what? Before the pandemic started in March of 20, CMHC predicted a 20% decline in house prices. In fact, it went up 20%. So there was a 40% margin of error. And notwithstanding that, even if their numbers are 100% correct, still, how do you take away the rights of a property owner to do what they wish with their property? Uh, I see your point. Um, uh, I'm playing devil's advocate again. What about the fact that this takes those properties out of the mix for the housing shortages that we have? Well, of course, this doesn't guarantee a single rental property will come on the market, either vacant home tax or Airbnb. They just may sell it to another single family. So if you want to solve the problem of rentals, build more rentals. That is the key. And then we get into this thing about, oh, well, there's profit involved. Yeah, 
that is the incentive to do the building. So, uh, and, and we've certainly seen that. We hear rental uh, increases are, are through the roof today as well. H- how do you get developers to, bend, to build rental units? Uh, I remember anecdotally uh, back in the 70s when they introduced rent control, uh, everybody thought it was great if you had an apartment, but if you didn't have one, it kind of it sucked because they stopped building apartments then. Uh, what do we need to do to get people interested in building apartments again? Well, for example, I was at this morning. I was at the Burlington City State address by Mayor Mead Ward, and she said, you know, she was complaining about the hole in the budget because development charges are being waived for new building. What she didn't say was that that's only for uh, affordable housing and geared income type housing. It's not for everyday use. So they are providing incentives to build affordable housing, and she's complaining about it. Well, it's going it's to leave a hole in our city budget. Can't have you can't suck and blow at the same time. You got to pick one or the other. You want you want places being built, or don't you? And do you want them to be directed at the people who can least afford it, or not? That's another uh, sort of red herring in this issue regarding housing is that we need housing right the way across the board, no matter what your income level is, no matter what. Whenever politicians talk about housing, it's always about, um, you know, affordable housing or lower income housing. That is a small portion of the problem, isn't it? Absolutely. And the other thing that they conflate is they say, we're not, you know, the the, the wetlands and the, and the protected areas and everything, you know, and the, the province is forcing us to open everything up. They are not. There's a big difference between protected lands and greenbelt and urban boundary, which is yeah. just a spot where the, the cities decided we're going to not build on this side of Rymel Road or that side of Rymel Road. It has nothing to do with protected lands. So, but, you know, the people who advocate for these types of things like to conflate those two things. They like to use nasty words like profit. And, you know, uh, things that will actually make people buy or sorry, build a house so that people have a place to live. And I, I got a chuckle when I I live in a pretty nice neighborhood in Dundas and you walk around and you see save the farmland. Well, I, I want to save the farmland, too, because I like to eat. But these people are sitting on big, big lots and big houses. Yeah. And, you know, that's good for them. They've already got their place. But what about if you're a single mom living in the east end of the city? I don't see any of them running around picketing you know, save the farmland and don't build me a house. Don't build me a place to stay. Lou Periano with us, president of the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington. Lou, as always, thanks for the time. Be well. Hey, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.